Welcome to the Highly Spirited Podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie McNew. I love cocktails and I love the macabre. So every week I'm bringing you a cocktail recipe in history and some ghost stories. So let's get ready to get lit and get scared. Hey everybody, welcome back. It is our last episode of January. I can't believe it. It's actually gone like so fast and hasn't felt like it's been a bazillion weeks long like January usually feels to me. So it's actually kind of been nice even though it's been super fucking frigid. Stuff in our outdoor fridge, like our not our outdoor fridge, but our garage fridge actually froze and I thought a refrigerator was supposed to be kind of like an insulator and it would have been fine like the temperature was supposed to be. I don't know, shit in there froze. Is anybody else still writing 2023 on things? I have and I don't know when that's going to stop. We're probably going to be like well past Easter by the time I'm like, oh, it's 2024. But we are wrapping up another month and this episode is going to be pretty Colorado centric. So we're going to talk about the Denver airport, which apparently has all kinds of spooky, weird things all over it. (laughs) Um, And intentionally like they decorated that thing weird on purpose we'll get to that in a minute but first we're gonna have to have a cocktail today's cocktail is the colorado bulldog apparently it's the official state cocktail but no one really knows where it came from where it was invented or why the hell it's called that it's a bit of a take on the white russian but quite a bit more fun so let's make one you're gonna need some crushed ice like get the good ice one and a half ounces of vodka, one and a half ounces of Kahlua, and one ounce of heavy whipping cream, and then one can of Pepsi. Add all of your ingredients to your cocktail glass. A rocks glass could work, or if you want more ice or cola, use a highball glass. After all the ingredients are added, give it a quick swirl with a bar spoon and then enjoy. I'm not a Pepsi fan, so I'm sure you could sub in like a Coke or whatever your favorite cola of choice is. And I really don't even know if I'd be a fan of this drink. I'm not a big white Russian girl. I'm not a big vodka or Kahlua girl. Like Kahlua can be good if it's used like with a rum or something like in the right context. This would not be my idea drink, but you know what? We're doing a Colorado episode. It's called the Colorado Bulldog. Put two and two together. They're going to be besties. So I will be right back after this quick break and we will be talking about the Denver airport. guys, are you looking for a fun winter read? If you're a book person, I have two right up your alley. They're not really long reads. They're actually cocktail books. So I wrote two last year. One is called Drinking with the Stars, Cocktails for the Zodiac, where I pair a cocktail with your Zodiac sign. This one is a lot of fun at parties because you can make specific cocktails for your friends too while talking about their sign and like finding a little bit more about their personality. A lot of it'll start making sense. And my second one is called Monster Mixology, where I pair folklore with cocktails. There is everything from vampires, witches, werewolves to cryptids, That one was my favorite, actually. It came out around Halloween last year, but it's for all seasons. There's summer cocktails, there's spring cocktails, there's some winter ones, and who doesn't love folklore all year round? So check those out. They are on Amazon. If you search them by name or if you search as McNew, they should pop up. Okay, let's talk about the Denver airport. Personally, I've never been there. Colorado is on my list of places to visit though, not only for the weird airport murals, but also to check out some distilleries. If you haven't watched Colorado Whiskey yet on Amazon Prime, you need to. It's Stephen Bowe's new movie. It's, it's absolutely excellent and highlights some great Colorado distilleries. Besides the whiskey scene, I definitely wanna check out Frozen Dead Guy Days. Yeah, there's a whole festival now held in Estes Park about 
a dead guy because essentially his family froze him, froze their grandpa, kept his body in a shed. Apparently it was fine in California. It was not when they moved to Colorado. It was a whole thing. Like this could be an episode on its own. I'm going to have to cover this someday just because it sounds so insane, but it was a thing that happened. Now there's a festival about it. You know what? Like they didn't just murder grandpa. Like he was dead and he wanted to be cryogenically frozen. They didn't want to keep him in a facility, I think. So they kept him in a shed. I, I want to just do this episode. <laughs> frozen dead guys days. It's a thing. Um, they even do like fun coffin races and all kinds of crazy stuff. There's bands, there's food. It is on my list. I'm not making it this year because it's on St. Patrick's Day weekend and I'll be in Bardstown for Bourbon Palooza with our ABV Network crew. I can't wait for that. But next year, me and Frozen Dead Guys days, we are happening and it'll be my first trip probably to the Denver airport. The current Denver airport was completed in 1995 and it was a huge project with the entire property taking up 52.4 square miles and it went over budget and took too long to build also. The airport was designed to be unique. The roof is made out of white Teflon coated fiberglass spikes designed to resemble the white caps of the Rocky Mountains, which set just west of the airport. They're actually kind of neat to look at. I looked up aerial photos, I'll post one. They were also kind of created to pay homage to the Native American teepees that used to be out west. And this design was created by Fentress Bradburn Architects. It's actually a really interesting airport. It kind of doesn't look like one from that angle. It looks like a fucking circus tent. And when I get to what's inside of it, that might actually make more sense than it being an airport. <laughs> Conspiracy theories have surrounded the airport since it was built. Everything from underground bunkers to secret stonemason meetings to alien languages and hidden messages. One of the big ones for the conspiracy theories is the dedication capstone near the south entrance that serves as a time capsule. It's filled with Colorado memorabilia and it's set to be opened in the year 2094. Several conspiracy theories surround this thing because it's engraved with Masonic logos and the names of two local Masonic lodges. Some don't think much of it as it's a stone and Masons are stone workers, um, while others have dived into the wild Freemason theories. And I mean, I can get into those. Like I could go down a Freemason rabbit hole for like an entire weekend. Like if you told me on a Friday night, if you asked me a Freemason's question, I would be into like Wikipedia and possibly even the dark web looking up Masonic shit. Like this is going to get me into the Illuminati. No, I'm kidding. Um, but it's a weird group. It's an interesting group. They are super secretive. And if you watched any Dan Brown or read any Dan Brown, like, you know, there's a whole world that us regular people know not a damn thing about. One of the most popular theories about this capstone is that the Braille tablet above it is actually a secret keypad. If you touch things in just the right sequence, the capstone will open. But I should note that no one has ever successfully opened any open this at all when they've tried. So it was probably just kind of some kind of fun rumor, but I think it would be fun to try. I want to like go poke around on this tablet to see if I can get it to open. The marker on this also mentions another secret society that possibly doesn't exist. The New World Airport Commission, NWAC. The members of this commission are an architect firm and a metal company. They do for sure exist. And if you put the words new and world together, you're going to have some bonkers people be like, oh my God, new world order. They're going to tailspin. They're going to create new theories out of this. And people have. It's close enough to new world order that people have lost their minds. And the new world order, if you're not familiar, is, I 
guess it's a non-existent group that people think are a secret organization run by the world's elites, like the richest people in the world, like your royalty, your Rothschilds, all like the rich, rich old money people they think are kind of part of a secret world order that's like going to take over the world or like leave us for space when the world really goes to shit. I think if they wanted to do that, they would have already figured it out. The world's not really that fucking great anymore. But <laughs> the New World Order, tied in there, right there with the Freemasons and the Illuminati as well. People really deep dived into this. Like, who funded this airport? Who's paying for it? Are there secret bunkers? That's another thing. They do believe there are secret bunkers beneath the Denver airport. Denver International Airport out actually does sit on top of several tunnel systems. One is normal enough. The trains that move the passengers from each terminal are underground. And apparently a failed underground automated baggage system is under there as well. Not too weird. But besides those, there are even more tunnels. And rumors have it that one of them stretches all the way to the NORAD headquarters, which is in Colorado Springs, which is more than 100 miles away. That one seems a little far-fetched 100-mile tunnel. I mean, it's not impossible. The airport claims that the tunnels only reach two miles outside of it, though. They said there's no way there's a 100-mile tunnel. They only go two miles outside of here. Seems like it could be a cover-up. I don't know. <laughs> These tunnels have taken on a life of their own, and they have quite the lore. Some believe that they lead to underground bunkers where the government and the elite hold secret meetings and ceremonies. And this just makes me think, remember that old, old Simpsons episode when um, Homer really wanted to get into the stonecutters and he like, he's peeking in and he like sees all these rituals and the robes and everything. That is what this whole thought makes me think of. <laughs> but people have really, really held on to this idea of the elite are hanging out in bunkers over here. If they're not going to space, they are going under there when the world is ending and we have an apocalypse. They also take this a step further and claim that lizard people are living beneath the airport and some staff even get on in on this joke and like they'll like wear alien or lizard masks like just to kind of fuck with people and themselves like I like that they're in on the joke a little bit lizard people are essentially reptilians and that's a whole nother rabbit hole to jump down people do really believe that like some of the world's elite are reptilians and not actually human um, a good example of that is Queen Elizabeth, God rest her soul. If you Google Queen Elizabeth reptilian, you're going to get all kinds of weird shit. It's fun to look at. I'm not going to lie. I kind of I've looked at it. It's definitely interesting. And I mean, honestly, in some of her videos, like I can see why the lady had some creepy lizard eyes. I'm not talking ill about the dead, but the videos spoke for themselves. Other weird things at this airport are the runways themselves, which have been compared to a swastika. And I looked up a photo, like an aerial photo. It's a bit of a stretch, but I can see it if you flip the photos around just enough. They kind of have that appearance. It's not like spot on. But, you know, if you wanted to like, if you were like a weird Nazi guy and wanted to hide your stupid ass symbol in plain sight, I can see how they did it. Other design elements of the airport, especially an art piece, have been accused of Nazi imagery as well. All of the art is a bit weird, but this piece in particular has a soldier that looks a bit Nazi-ish. The mural is called Children of the World Dream of Peace. And honestly, it's creepy as hell. It's just, it's just off-putting. It does not make me feel peaceful at all. 
It was designed by an artist named Leo Tanguma. The mural features images of children, but it also features a person in a military uniform and a gas mask holding a gun and a sword with crying women and children surrounding him. The other part of, it's like in two pieces. So the other part of the mural features children smiling, holding world flags, rejoicing with that soldier lying dead beneath them, his sword blade now turned into a plow. A rainbow surrounds this entire mural, but at the bottom where the soldier is, the colors are only in the colors of the German flag. So that's pretty coincidental. Per the artist, though, it's a reference to the book of Isaiah 2-4 that states, they shall beat their swords into plowshares. I really don't know what the fuck that's supposed to mean. I'm not a Bible reader. Denver Art states, it's the artist's point to share their desire to rid society of violence. Whatever it's supposed to mean, though, is wild as hell, and it really is an off-putting mural. Like, you just have this big, scary guy in a gas mask, and he's, like, dead beneath them with a plow. I, yeah, I don't know. But it just makes conspiracy theorists real with theories that the airport is run by an underground secret government, that they're somehow involved in biological warfare, and maybe they're Nazi supporters. Like, I'm not saying they are, but I'm just saying that is the theory that some have concocted out of this image and the runway layout. Another mural within the airport is called In Peace and Harmony with Nature, and it's also weird as hell. And it was also created by Tanguma. There's an explosion in the background while it looks like a small group of people is about to dine on a cheetah. A whale is also jumping in the background, and what I think is a phoenix is rising. There's a, there's a lot happening in this image. That's the first half. This is, again, done in two pieces. The artist said this piece is supposed to represent humanity, destroying the environment, but then rebuilding it by coming together. It's actually really colorful and pr really pretty, especially the final scene. It looks celebratory with nature repaired, but the cheetah now looks like a ghost hovering above them. And maybe what I thought was a phoenix is a hummingbird. I don't, I don't know. A lot happening here. And the whole damn thing is odd, but I do like this one a lot better than the previous Nazi mural. And I really am concerned about this poor cheetah though. Like, why did he look like he was a meal? And then when you're all are happy, he looks like he's a ghost. Did they eat a fucking cheetah? I don't know what's happening in this mural, but I will say they're fucking huge. They are 28 feet wide. Can you imagine like how overwhelming and confusing these things are to see in person? Especially if you like, if you're like me, if you're getting off an airplane, you've had a couple drinks or you're also very tired. I, I don't want to see these things in either of those states, okay? The baggage claim area also features two gargoyles, and the display is called Notre Denver, a play on Notre Dame. Gargoyles have been historically used to protect buildings and watch over its inhabitants. The gargoyles here sit high up in little suitcases, ensuring that passengers' luggage arrives safely. I think they're so cute. I'm going to post photos of them. It's this little gargoyle in a suitcase. I really, I want one for my house. The gargoyles, though, they're, they're supposed to be there, like, for good luck, to make sure you're safe, to make sure your luggage arrives, but they do freak some people out, and they kind of just add to the overall creepy vibe of the airport. Like, gargoyles have always been, you know, watchers, but they're very, like, gothic in nature, so I get why some people are like, ooh, this creepy little gargoyle. The airport's marketing team, though, whoever is paying these guys, pay them more because they're so fucking funny. They got in on it. In 2019, they installed a voiceover to a gargoyle, and he was quite cheeky, welcoming arriving guests with the phrase, welcome to Illuminati headquarters. I mean, the Denver airport. <laughs> it's so funny. 
He also had other phrases like stating he was 243 years old. And he also mentioned that the Illuminati first met in Bavaria in 1776. A whole other thing to run on here, 1776. You know what else happened? America. The marketing team and the gargoyles are just playing right into all these conspiracy hands, and I love it so much. He was also able to joke with some passengers. Um, he was animatronic. So if somebody had a lot of luggage or an extra large bag, he'd be like, oh, you have too much baggage. What's with all your baggage? And then if somebody looked shocked to see him, he would like say, oh, you've never seen a talking gargoyle before? <laughs> I, I think this is so brilliant. I love this whole thing so much. Most people found him pretty amusing also, but some did find them offensive, especially with the Illuminati thing and thought it wasn't funny. But I would personally love to see these guys. Um, they were designed so their mouse would move slowly as well and designed by an artist by the name of Terry Allen. Freaking brilliant. All of that. The gargoyles are my jam. The murals, not so much. Indolin to Lucifer. Obviously, I have to talk about Lucifer. His real name was, is Mustang, but he's become so iconic and unsettling to some that he's absolutely earned the name Lucifer. He's a blue 32-foot fiberglass horse that's reared up on its back legs and was designed by Louis A. Jimenez Jr. and installed in 2008. He's also very anatomically correct in a lot of ways. You can also see his rib cage outline along with some veins. It almost looks like a lightning strike, which is kind of cool. But his eyes look like something out of a horror movie. They glow red. If you found Mothman's red eyes glowing off-putting, Mustang is really going to fuck up your day. Some people believing that the Denver airport is home to all kinds of weird signs of the end of times being hidden in plain sight by the Illuminati believe that this sculpture really represents the fourth horse of the apocalypse, death. Lucifer has already caused at least one death, though. Lucifer kills, and it was that of his creator, Louis Jimenez Jr. Jimenez had been a longtime fiberglass artist known for creating large sculptures like Mustang. He was in his studio working on Mustang when a part of its head fell, severing his artery in his leg. This fateful accident occurred in 2006. Jimenez's children completed the sculpture in his honor and unveiled it in 2008 at the airport. The family claims that the glowing red eyes are not meant to be frightful, but were created by Louis in a way to honor his own father who owned a neon sign shop. Yeah, so Lucifer, he is like this huge horse. You see him when you're like pulling in into the airport. Just he greets everybody, but like not a super welcoming sight, to be honest. The Denver airport's marketing team also plays into Lucifer being evil as well. Even creating a series of ads called the Den Files, D-E-N, a play on the old TV show, The X-Files, highlighting all their weird shit and art. Again, brilliant. This marketing team. So tell me, do you think the Denver airport is just filled with interesting art or do you think it's like hidden messages and a lot more is going on? I mean, I could really get into this. Like if you want to do a deep dive on their weird images, like some people even think there's like alien languages like hidden in the walls and all kinds of other weird shit. I'm not really a conspiracy theorist. I don't really like buy into them. But I love hearing about them. I want to jump into them. I want to just do the people's gym mental gymnastics that get them there. I think conspiracy theories are fascinating. I think like just seeing a basic mural and being like, oh my God, it means so much more. Love that too. Let's talk about it. Have you flown into 
Denver or out of Denver, like how was it for you? I have not been. I want to know what to expect. So let me know. Send me a message. In the meantime, give us a like, review, a follow at Highly Spirited Podcast on Instagram, and I will be back next week with a brand new episode. Cheers. Uh-huh.